Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening and Happy New Year to you and welcome to the first Friday Sport Preview of 2023. I'm Rob Pritchard, here with you until 6.30 to take a look at the sporting action set to take place this weekend. Coming up tonight, Manx Football returns for 2023 with the first chapter of this year's ECAP FA Cup taking centre stage alongside a return of some league fixtures for the new calendar year. It's also a return to action for competitive rugby on the Isle of Man, with Douglas at home tomorrow looking to build on a positive run at the end of last year, whilst the Ravenscroft Manx Shield also resumes. And in athletics, what is considered one of the biggest events in the calendar takes place in the UK tomorrow, with a large contingent of Manx competitors travelling to Lancashire. That is all to come this evening. Well, starting things off tonight, as we mentioned, it is the start for the new calendar year of Manx football this weekend. It is the ECAP FA Cup, the very first instalment of it for 2023, taking centre stage this weekend alongside a smattering of league fixtures as well. Well, we were searching for him the last uh, couple of weeks. We found him in the commentary booth last time at the FC Man game, and he's back in the studio now for 2023. Good evening, Tony Mepper. Yeah, we're back uh, full on, Rob, and uh, hopefully the weather's going to stay nice and uh, warm for us. It was a bit chilly uh, last weekend, wasn't it? But uh, the FA Cup, I know there's rain coming in tonight and I think everyone's just waiting to see how uh, bad it's going to be. But let's hope that we get a full uh, set of fixtures played tomorrow. Then we can do the draw tomorrow night. Uh, That's all set up for quarter past 20 past five. And then we can move on to the next round in February. But it's important. It's been so stop and start with the weather before Christmas. Then you've got Christmas, then New Year. So we're ready to go again and everyone's fighting fit, hopefully. Well, fingers crossed we get a full schedule going this weekend. So let's start with the ECAP FA Cup. It's the preliminary round this Saturday. All games kicking off at 1.15pm. We have eight games in the preliminary round. And taking a look, here's the first one on our sheet. And it's an all-Premier League clash up at the Balaclone Stadium between Ramsey and Corinthians. Yeah, some real beauty fixtures in here. Premier League and Div 2, but uh, Ramsey against Corinthians. Uh, What a great game that is because uh, when you look at the league tables, uh, Corinthians are second, Ramsey are fifth. Uh, there's a few points uh, between the two teams, but it's always a good battle. And uh, up at Balaclone, it's a great setting for a game of football. You're looking over at the park and, you know, it really is nice. You're undercover if it's lashing down. Uh, but uh, Corinthians will be hoping that their good run of late uh, continues because uh, they're still uh, sort of hanging in there for that uh, league towards the top of the table. But as we're with Ramsey, a little bit of uh, inconsistencies uh, dropped in. They've lost four games now. Uh, so if they can get a challenge on in the Cup, it's a great opportunity for Anthony Cooper's men. But I'm just going to edge this one towards Corinthians. Undefeated, of course, in the league so far this I don't season. Like saying that. No, I know you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway because the stats don't lie at the moment. Okay, moving on, we've got Onken and they'll be hosting Foxdale tomorrow. Yeah, and Onken uh, again are, are just a team that uh, just go for it. A lot of good young players in there, and even without uh, Tom Creer, they've still been able to uh, sort of hold their own. And it's been a, a good uh, season for them so far. That's past the halfway stage. Okay, they're in their tenth position. Uh, but uh, they've shown enough that they can survive in the league and going into the cup uh, with home advantage against uh, a side that always does well in Div 2, then I think um, Onken will be looking to show their supremacy from Premier League to Division 2. So I'm going to go for the Premiership side to go through and into the hat tomorrow night. Very well, and then looking down, we have an intriguing fixture here. Moran, they'll be at home, and they're towards the bottom of the Premier League table at the moment, going into 2023. And they've got a tricky test on their hands because they're up against the current Division 2 league leaders, and by some distance at the moment, St Mary's. Well, they are, and uh, when you look at uh, Moran, uh, on the day, they're, they're a really good side, but it's, uh, again, just uh, getting them points on the board. It's uh, the Cup, it's a home game. Uh, hopefully the pitch will be OK with the rain that comes in tonight. But David Bruce side. 
I thought when they had that uh, good result, I think it was against Peel, was it? And then after that, it just didn't quite go for them. And when you look at people like uh, Mikey Callister's uh, in there, who do really good things. And uh, right the way through the team, there's uh, sort of really promising good young players coming through. But St Mary's, depending what uh, players are available, because I think uh, one or two of them uh, might be away. And Alex Harrison, uh, as probably, if uh, he's not included tomorrow for FC Alaman, he could bring Frank Har- uh, Frank uh, Jones in. Uh, but I'm not too sure if he's included in that uh, setup. But what a player to uh, bring in and uh, be nice to have him there. But I just think um, St Mary's, Jamie Skillen, they've got uh, Owen Canapa. They're good. They've got goal scorers there, and I just think that'll be the difference. And that's why I'm going to go for St Mary's to beat Premier League side Moran. Very well. And then we have a northern clash up in the north of the island. We have Michael United, who've I think surprised a couple of people in Division Two this season, and they're going to be hosting last season's Premier League champions, Air United. Yeah, they have surprised someone. I've watched them firsthand, and uh, I was really impressed. I think uh, Mikey Collett and the troops up there have done really well. The boys are dedicated. Um, I think they were going to have a game on uh, New Year's Eve, so fair play to them. That just shows you how uh, they want to try and get uh, promoted and also they want to do well in this cup. And when this was drawn at Michael as well, they'll fancy the chances in this one. And I think uh, Air United, again, I've watched them, uh, beaten by old boys, and uh, it just wasn't tidy at times. But Nick Hurt knows that he's got one or two players hopefully coming back in there. Jamie Callister's the glue at the back, uh, keeps things all nice and tight. If Johnny Shields is back, he'll make a difference up front. And it's uh, up to Air United, I think, to uh, go for it. But Michael will make it difficult, but I'll go for Air to win. And then another game up in the North Island with Ramsey Youth Centre. They'll be hosting Douglas Royal. Yeah, Douglas Royal, again, have uh, got some good players in there. And uh, Michael Fitzmaurice uh, will just be having a look, see where they can slot the people uh, in. And Lewis Roberts, I would think, will uh, come back in. Um, so that will make them a lot stronger. I'm not too sure if there's a couple of uh, university boys over. So that might just help them as well just before they go back. Uh, but uh, Ramsey Youth Centre... Even though the combination's gone well, first team have done all right. They're going to find it very difficult against Douglas Royal, so Douglas Royal to go through. And then up after that, we have another um, clash between Premier League and Division 2 sides. And Douglas High School, boys, they'll be at home. They're going to be up against a Castletown side who will still be harbouring hopes of catching St Mary's in Division 2. They've looked good at times this season. Well, they have. And, um, you know, Castletown have got games in hand. They've got a, a forward line that uh, is unbelievable. Uh, so if they're all there, then it makes them really strong. It's just uh, filling in the gaps elsewhere. But uh, Douglas High School old boys, Colin Purvis is in there and they've had a couple of good results lately. And uh, with uh, Robbie Ward in there and others, uh, Martin King at the back and uh, Sam Holiday in goal, they've got experience, bit of youth in there. And I'm going to go for uh, old boys just to win it. But don't be surprised if this goes to Ecky time. Very well. And then another intriguing clash, Douglas Athletic. They're at home to Braddon. It is intriguing, but when you look at uh, sort of the Division Two league table, there's quite a gap between the two, and that's why uh, I've got to go for Will Smith's uh, team. I watched them uh, just before Christmas, and there's some really good young players in there, and uh, Will knows that they can only develop better, and, you know, Braddon would love a good run. Douglas Athletic, when they've got the proper team out, you know, Martin Cowan, Stephen Cowan, others, um, they're pretty good, they'll score plenty of goals, but I don't think they'll have enough to beat Braddon, and that's why I go for Braddon to go through. Very well, and then rounding off the ECAP FA Cup preliminary round ties, we have, well, I was going to say one of the surprise packages of 2022, but they've seemed to have found a lot more consistency and still high-flying Union Mills. Well, they're going to be at home to Douglas and District. Well, they are, and uh, Paul Guyver, we touched on it, didn't we, before 
um, Christmas just how well they've done. Uh, they've qualified for the uh, Railway Cup, as far as I can uh, see it, so that's great uh, news for them. And um, I think they'll they'll uh, win this one, no problem, against D&D. You know, the D&D are mid-table, Div 2. Unimills are sort of third in that uh, Premier League. You're always looking for a potential banana skin, aren't you, Rob? But I just can't see it coming here. And I know that uh, Uni Mills last time when they played against Corinthians uh, struggled a little bit in the first half. And then when they got a numerical sort of uh, difference when uh, Corinthians lost a player, it helped them a little bit. But against D&D, I don't see them struggling here. And that's why I go for them to win. Very well. Well, those are your ECAP FA Cup preliminary round fixtures taking place tomorrow at 1.15. As I mentioned earlier, we do have a smattering of league fixtures taking place as well, all kicking off at 2 o'clock. And there's one game in the Canada Life Men's Premier League, and it involves the league leaders Peel, and they travel to Laxey. I think this is the fourth bash we've tried at trying to get this game played. So I think uh, they're absolutely sick of it. And when the cup pair draw was made and these two were uh, vacant, they're both on the phone saying, any chance we could play it on the 7th? said, no problem if we can get it on. And we've we've got it on. Uh, so we'll uh, hopefully the weather will be fine. The pitch is good. Spoke to Mike Burley this morning. It's in good uh, condition at the moment. Laxey sick, peel top of the table. And uh, peel with that uh, five-point uh, advantage against uh, Corinthians at the moment. They're looking really good. And Daniel Bell knows that uh, he's got some good players in there. Taylor Andrews and Scott Horn have been great acquisitions there for them. And then when you look at uh, the other players there, I only see uh, one winner in this one. I know Laxey have got a strong team. I won't name it, but I'm going to go for Peel to win. Very well. Well, let's have a quick rattle through the other divisions as well. We have two games in Canada Life Combi 1 tomorrow. Yeah, and you've got to go for uh, air against, uh, sorry, rushing against air. I know Air United are fourth, so uh, a little bit uh, closer than it could have been. But, you know, when you look at uh, Russian United, their stats are unbelievable, aren't they? Played 11, won 11, and uh, 46 uh, goal difference. That's, uh, what, 30, I think it is, ahead of the second place uh, appeal. So I have to go for Russian to win that. And uh, St John's against Moran. I'm going to go uh, for St John's to win it. They've uh, only played eight games. There's... Uh, been a quite a few cancellations on their pitch, but the boys are champing at the bit they want to play and standout player for them, always scoring plenty as Liam Sales. So I'm going to go for St John's to win that. Yeah, we all want these fixtures to be able to go ahead, yes. don't we? So, uh, and then we have uh, four games in DPS Limited Combination Two tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, Braddon against uh, Douglas and District. Braddon are fifth, Douglas and District are just ahead of them in the league. Um, it's not fair to point out, but I'm going to point out that D and D have lost two or three games, but have been given the win because uh, the opposing team unfortunately played an ineligible player. So it means that uh, it gets reversed. So I'm going to go for Braddon to win that. Uh, Colby against uh, Michael. Michael started off really well, but they slipped down now. They're in uh, 10th place. Colby are just above them. Uh, so I'm going to go for uh, Colby to win there. Foxdale against Jims. I go for Foxdale. And uh, Paul Rose against uh, Malou. I'm going to go for Malou to beat Paul Rose. Very well, those are all your fixtures for Saturday. Let's move into Sunday, and we have the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup in action. Two games there. Yeah, and there's one on tonight as well. Uh, Malou against uh, Castletown down at the bowl. Uh, I think it's 8.40 kickoff. But on uh, Sunday, it's uh, Peel against Corinthians. That's a big one. Uh, it's 2.10 kickoff, and I have to go for Corinthians just, but again, depending on what players have returned back from uh, the Christmas break. Onken against uh, Douglas Royal. This should be close again. It's difficult, Rob, because I don't know how strong uh, Douglas Royal's uh, team's going to be, but hopefully the players are there, and uh, they could be Onken, but at the moment, current form, you go for Onken. And in the Masters football, uh, you've got uh, one massive game there, Peel against A United, and I think A United will be certainly uh, looking to see if they can make sure that maybe potentially in their players don't play first team in the Premier League tomorrow. Uh, but I have to go for Air to win that one. And Douglas Royal against Governors, always a good game. Go for Royal to win. 
Tony, thank you very much as ever. And I will be catching you tomorrow in the commentary booth for the FC Isle of Man fixture. So a couple of details on that as well. FC Isle of Man, they're looking to bounce back from a disappointing defeat on Monday night. They host an inform Kendall Town at the Bowl in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow night, looking for their first points of 2023. They come up against the Kendall Town side, who've only lost once in their last nine outings in all competitions. FC Isle of Man versus Kendall Town takes place at the Bowl tomorrow, Saturday the 7th of January, kicking off at 6pm, Manx Radio providing full live match commentary on our AM 1368 and digital platforms. Okay, so moving on to rugby, and tomorrow also sees the first competitive action for local rugby in 2023. Douglas, who ended 2022 with a positive run of results, have the chance to get the new year off to a good start when they take on Wilmslow at Portashee in the Regional 2 Northwest on Saturday. Meanwhile, tomorrow afternoon is also expected to see the return of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. So for the first time in 2023 to take us through this week's rugby contest is Dave Christian. Douglas against Wilmslow. I think grab down at Portashee. There's a kickoff down there at two o'clock in uh, Regional Two Northwest. Douglas, if we remember, just had a nice little run of results at the back end of 2022. They had some back-to-back wins, picked up some bonus points, losing bonus point against Rocktail. I think in their last game, Wilmslow have sank down to the bottom end of the table. Are now next to bottom. Although it's important to stress that there's only three points between them and Douglas, and that three points could be a massive thing, particularly if Wilmslow pull off a win here. We could see Douglas slipping right down to the foot of the table again. But Wilmslow not in good shape. Douglas in improving shape, and I think the appointment of Phil. Kringle as the coach down there at Portishe seems to have kickstarted a little bit of a shift. They've got a number of young players in the squad. Those players uh, have been playing regularly as well. They're gaining uh, skills and experience all the time. And I think uh, Douglas have got a reasonable chance here of uh, avoiding the drop at the end of the season. I like the team they've got picked for tomorrow. They've got a mixture of youth and experience. They've got some big boys in there too. Simon Hoddenot in a prop. He's always important for them. The skipper, Rod Todd, who can play anywhere in the front five. He's in the picks up a spot in the second row. Neil Killier, so important as a ball carrier at number eight. And Brills, Brent Snellgrove, the little general, in at 10. They've got everything there in the front uh, nine, really, front nine or even 10, if you count Brent Snellgrove in there. I'm going to guess, and it, it's a wild guess out of left field, but I'm going to guess here that the pitch may be a little bit on the heavy side at Portishee. It holds water more than uh, the other pitches do at the best of times, and we've had a pretty wet uh, period in the last week or so. So I think we're going to see a low-scoring game. It's not going to be one for throwing the ball around. Outside of the forwards, though, Douglas have got the pace in the back line to do the damage. Harry Hewson's there, Kyle Martin, Sam McCord. It's an interesting selection, Sam McCord. He can play in the back row and in the centre. They're picking him on the wing tomorrow. That suggests that uh, they are going to play a, a sort of a 12-man game. And uh, the guys outside, uh, you know, Jack Shimon, Harry Hewson, Kyle Martin, even Bradley Bomar to a certain extent, who's, uh, who's in at centre, they're really just going to be spectators to this one. Uh, most of the action is going to happen in the in in and amongst the forwards, and I suspect that'll be the same for Wilmslow as well. Which way the results going to go? 
that's a tricky one. I think I've got always back Douglas at home. They're capable of turning over some of the bigger teams at Portishee and Wilmslow, who are also struggling right now. I think uh, they're looking vulnerable. This is a game Douglas will want to win, and uh, four or five points even from this match could kick them up the table quite a few spaces and give them the breathing space they need. In the Ravenscroft Manx Shield, the Manx Executive Committee, who run uh, Isle of Man Rugby, had a meeting at the beginning of December. They've been examining what's been happening in the Ravenscroft Manx Shield and whether or not the competition is fulfilling its purpose. We've got a round of fixtures this week, but uh, I'm hearing rumbles and the grapevine that there may be some changes coming next week, uh, which could involve a totally new competition starting for a temporary period until Douglas and Vagabonds finish in their league campaigns and the Manx Cup competition gets going in the middle of February or March. I'm still waiting to hear some details of that, but we do have two games in the Manx Shield scheduled for tomorrow. For the Murroch Park, we've got Ramsey Reds against Southern Nomads Whites. On paper, difficult to say which way this will go. Nomads have started off with two teams. They had their greens, they had their whites. They're really struggling to get two sides out now, so it's essentially Ramsey Reds versus Southern Nomads uh, in all but name. It should be a win on paper, I think, for Ramsey, uh, with home advantage up there as well. But uh, the games between Ramsey and Southern Nomads have been pretty tight this season. That kicks off at 2.15 up there at the Merrick Park. The other game on the Ravenscroft Manx Shield card is at QE2 school in Peel. That's going to be Western Vikings who will play Ramsey's Blues. Again, tricky one to call. At the start of the season when Ramsey had quite a strong Reds team and an equally strong Blues team, I'd say a Ramsey win, but the pendulum has swung a little bit now. We're in that horrible time just around about the Christmas period. It's mid-season. That game as well kicks off at 2.15. Manx Radio Sport. And finally tonight we take a look at athletics and although we're only days into 2023 what is considered to be one of the most important events on the athletics calendar will take place in the UK tomorrow. Around 30 Manx athletes, both youth and senior, are expected to take part in the Lancashire Cross Country Championships being held at Whitton Park in Blackburn on Saturday. I spoke to Isle of Man Athletics correspondent Dave Griffiths to find out who might be taking part in the competition and why it's become both popular and valuable to Allen competitors over recent years. The attraction of that event is that it gives our athletes the platform to perform on a slightly higher level uh, than they do in the local league cross-country uh, matches. Obviously, we've got clubs from throughout the Lancashire uh, region, you know, reasonably high quality or in, in some of the events. So in, in some of the categories, it will be a very high quality up at the front. But over the years, historically, our athletes have performed very well, uh, and I'm sure they will do so again uh, uh, this weekend. In terms of um, personnel, roughly how many from the Isle of Man are we expecting to take part? Well, I think with the pre-entries and the few that I'm aware of who are going to enter on the day, I think we're looking at probably about 32 or 33 athletes, uh, which is really good. And that's across age groups from the under-11s right up to and including seniors and veterans. And what the athletes are chasing, as well as good performances, are individual medals, team medals, and also the possibility uh, for some of the leading athletes of potentially being selected to represent Lancashire in the Intercounties Cross-Country Championships, which takes place in March. Generally, the first five in the under-13s and upwards will get an automatic uh, selection uh, and then there are discretionary places for the ones who finish a little bit lower down as well so there's plenty of incentives uh, for all our athletes. 
for those athletes taking part, whether it would be at um, say senior or youth level, to get started this early to set your own pace and your own objectives in cross country for the rest of the year, how important is it? Yeah, very much so. Uh, we've got quite a lot of debutants among the athletes who are taking part this year, and it starts uh, at this level. It actually starts in the under 11s. Now, the competitors who are taking part in the under 11 races are under absolutely no pressure whatsoever, as far as you know, winning medals or anything is concerned. You know, we just expected them to go, to go there, give it the best shots, and see how they go. Having said that, we have got some very good athletes in that category, although some of them are actually still under nines locally. Um, but they'll be running in the under 11 races on uh, on Saturday, and then. Looking, looking at the under-13s, I think we've got a real genuine medal chance in Harry Stennett from Northern AC, a really promising young athlete. He's in his second year in the under-13 category, and he actually won the individual silver medal last year. And I know the lad that beat him last year has moved up to the under-15s, so if Harry runs well, you know he's got a, he's got a chance of doing really well uh, in that age group, uh, along with his two clubmates from Northern AC, Zach Woodward and Timothy Perry. And then in the under-13 girls, we've got three athletes from different clubs, Sophie Kacken from Manx Harriers, Izzy Kenyuk from Northern and Olivia Martin from Western. Now moving up to the under 15s, uh, we've got a newcomer to cross country this season who's been doing extremely well, uh, Harris White, who will be representing Manx Harriers. He's only competed in the last two events uh, in the league this season and he's won both of them and uh, shows a great deal of promise. And then in the under 17s, uh, in the women, we've got Lottie Stennett and Madison McMullen from Northern AC. Possibly the most exciting prospect is in the under 17 men's category where we have a full team from Northern AC. They only actually need three in that category, but we've got four outstanding athletes uh, from Northern in Dom Donwell, Sam Perry, Lucas Stennis and Charlie Tier. And then just to finish off really on the on the personnel, in the two senior races, I think it's exclusively Manx Harriers. We've got seven men that I'm aware of, and they are George Dickinson, Johnny Epifani, Andrew Falconer, Andy Fox, Jamie Hayes, Chris Killier and Andy Watson. Now that's a team that includes athletes from veteran age groups as well, and we do have veteran uh, medals in the various age groups on offer as well so uh, I would describe that as quite a solid team for Max Harriers Uh, whether they'll get a team medal I don't know but uh, I'm sure they'll all go well in some cases maybe improve on what they did last year and then in the women's event we've got Laura Dickinson who has competed in every Lancashire Championship since she was a first year under 13 and is now a senior and then we've got two debutants uh, for the club Emma McMullen and Becky Watterson who I'm sure will uh, you know will, will go well as well on their debut so a lot to look forward to Manx Radio Sport. That's all we have time for this evening on this first Friday Sport Preview programme of 2023. Many thanks to my guests this week, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Dave Griffiths. And just one final reminder, if you're not going down to the ball to watch FC Isle of Man in that big game against Kendall Town tomorrow evening, we at Manx Radio have got you covered. Full live coverage of FC Isle of Man versus Kendall Town from 6pm on Manx Radio AM 1368 and digital. We'd love to have you along. I'll have yourself a wonderful Friday evening, whatever you're doing, and have a wonderful weekend as well. So until next time, it's bye for now. Station.